Welcome to the Highest Self Hotline, where we are taking a journey of self-discovery to align with the highest version of ourselves on a mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual level. My name is Bianca. I am your host. And on this podcast, we will be exploring the realms of consciousness, diving into spirituality, health, and engaging in taboo conversations. Here, we are also coming out of the shadows and into the magic, meaning we are stepping into our divine purpose, unlocking potential, taking up space, and literally so much more. So without further ado, let's get into the magic, baby. Hello, my beautiful people. I'm so excited for today's episode. Today, we're really going to be getting very vulnerable, very raw, as I share with you guys my recent guided mushroom journey. I want to give a fair warning and a disclaimer that I did record my actual mushroom ceremony, and based on what you guys said, you guys wanted to hear the raw content from that experience so i will be sharing with that with you guys on here and again the fair warning is because i will be you'll hear so many different emotions come out of me such as very much rage and screaming and crying and light language and very just raw and unhinged if you will leading up to my experience. I'm a firm believer that the mushrooms start to work in you or any kind of psychedelic medicine for that matter begin to work in you before you even ingest them. So leading up to the ceremony, I started to experience a lot of heaviness within my chest around my heart area and I really wasn't sure exactly why but I kind of found out once I got there so I get there and I'm with this beautiful human being. Her name is Lacelli, and she is a modern day shaman, if you will. And she really just really knew how to set the space. She called in so much protection from the east, from the south, from the north, from the west. You know, she had, it, her room was an entire vibe. She had all these different uh, sound bowls and herbs and crystals and the vibes of her room were just immaculate needless to say and before I actually ingested the mushrooms we did a couple of things we we kind of like carved this what do you call candle out and we were using different herbs and oils to like what we wanted to release and what we wanted to burn and I can't remember exactly what I carved out. I wanted, I want, I don't, it's not coming to my head right now. But anyways, but yeah, so basically you just do this to be able to release what you no longer serves. You kind of like setting your intention for the actual ceremony. So we did that as well. We set the intentions. I drank some heart opening tea prior and really shortly after I took the mushrooms, I did fast for 24 hours up until the point. I did drink some juices that day, but pretty much just a juice fast so that the mushrooms would actually be able to hit you. So they hit me pretty quickly. She typically only does a microdose guided sessions, but I was feeling spicy and I chose a really thick one. So I took three grams for this journey and 
it was not too much after about, I want to say 30 minutes or so, I started to feel them and I then started channeling light language, which is not uncommon for me. I do that completely sober and I'm starting to do it. I'm starting to speak this language or these frequencies, if you will. And as I started to do it, I just started to get louder and louder and louder. And I am screaming at the top of my lungs. And I didn't have any visualizations. I didn't really know exactly why I was screaming or what exactly where it came from. But ultimately the body keeps score. And what I mean by that is sometimes we don't have a conscious perception of why we feel rage, why we feel grief, why we feel any of these emotions. And a lot of times we can, for example, if somebody breaks up with their boyfriend or their spouse and they're going in a deep depressive episode, most of the time they're not just grieving their, that current partner, they're also grieving all of the partners from their past that they haven't processed. So if so, you know somebody that goes a year and they're still grieving, you know, obviously ultimately it really depends on how the relationship was, but yeah, you're still grieving a lot of things. So needless to say, I was experiencing a lot of rage and in my sessions that I hold, host for other people, the word exorcism has came up a lot. And what I mean by that is that people feel as if I gave them an exorcism and I want to quickly change your perception on the word exorcism because I know it can have a really demonic connotation around it. And it kind of can and, and to some aspect, but there's such a spectrum of that. We all have darkness within us. We all have this energy within us that is stuck that needs to be released. And that's kind of what I mean when I say exorcism or you're just releasing heaviness and darkness from within you. And so I kind of feel like I had my own, gave myself on my own little exorcist, <laughs> if you will. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to place the clip here so you guys can hear what exactly I was doing and how I was sounding. So be aware for this. <laughs> oh, she, ah. Ah, As you can tell, that was some heavy shit, right? <laughs> so crazy that these voices and these words have been, you know, not even just light language, to be honest, because that's very normal for me at this point. I've been channeling light language for about a year now, and I will create an entire another podcast on what light language is, but those are for you that are new here in my life and don't know what even light language is. It's a channeled frequency. It's a language of your soul. It is, there's so much that goes into it. I don't want to make this whole episode about light language, but it's similar to speaking in tongues, but there's more that goes into it than just that. And 
Yeah, so, so crazy. That is one emotion. I'm a very bubbly person, so I don't really experience a lot of rage or a lot of grief or a lot of sadness in my life. So it was very beautiful to be able to release and feel this deep amount of rage and anger for my body. And as we're going throughout the ceremony, I release this. I'm starting, I, you know, I'm just, I'm in and out. I'm going through it, but I'm, I'm still doing well, all is well. <laughs> and then the next thing I know that happens is that there's a song that comes on and it reminded me of my best friend, Courtney. And I was like, oh, I miss this. I miss Courtney. This song reminds me of her. The next thing you know, I just begin to cry so deeply and so heavily. And for those of you guys that I don't know that are also still new here, me and Courtney have been really close friends or soul sisters for past three years. And we actually lived together for a year. This past six months, we have not lived together and we've, she's been really busy, growing, thriving. She's got a new boyfriend, all the things. So the connection is still there. Of course, there's nothing that's happened, but we're just in a different season of our friendship. And I just really miss her and that comes up often. So I think that I was beginning to kind of grieve a part of the friendship that was no longer there. But also there's a few layers to this. I did that, but then there was this huge feeling that just came up that I was also beginning to grieve all of the friendships in my life. All the friendships that have betrayed me, all of the friendships that have lied to me, that have been unhealthy, all the friendships where they have stolen from me or they have done me wrong. You know, these huge sisterhood wounds that just have happened throughout my life that I don't feel like I ever properly processed. And I believe that Courtney was just a catalyst for that to help open up this deeper healing that I needed to do. Because one of my core wounds, if you will, is that I feel as if my friendships are never going to last. And that something's going to happen, they're going to do me wrong, or it's just not going to last. And now I do believe that not all relationships are meant to last. Some are meant to serve its purpose and you're supposed to just kind of go on from that. But when you have such a deep relationship with people, it's really hard to accept that. And the reason that I felt that is just because all of my really close people in my life throughout my childhood always really did me wrong, if you will. So it, there was a lot of hurt behind that. And I'm such a forgiving person. I love so deeply. I give so much. I give my heart and my all. And you know, when you're when you're that type of person, at least for me, I never quit being that person. I never let other people jade me because I knew that it wasn't me that was wrong here. It was other people. And, and often what happens is that when we love so deeply and we give so deeply, and people have hurt us, we close our hearts. But in order to experience true friendship, true love, you have to continue to keep your heart open. And what was so crazy about all of this is after I got out of the mushroom ceremony and I checked my phone, Courtney was blowing my phone up at the exact time that I was crying about her. Talk about crazy telepathy. She was actually going through something where I feel like she was grieving in a sense. And so part of me was thinking, wow, am I, I'm grieving with her. I'm grieving for her. This part of this is for her. 
and we're so connected on so many levels. So I have to have her on the podcast one day, but wow, so crazy. And one thing that I've really learned throughout this emotional healing process is that once you start to approach your body with curiosity rather than fear, everything shifts. And what I mean by that is uh, we are so taught in this life or this society that when we have hard feelings come up, to, to not think about them, to push them down, to suppress them, to keep to distract ourselves. But in order to fully heal trauma, he, emotionally have high emotional intelligence, we have to feel these things. And a lot of times to feel this, it creates fear. People don't want to feel sadness. We don't want to feel grief. But once you really feel it and allow yourself for your body to process it how it really needs to, everything shifts in your life. You become lighter. You become a higher version of yourself. As I'm going through my, I'm continuing my journey, and I was laying on my back at this point, and Lacelli, she was doing some energetic clearing on me. I'm laying face down. She's doing some energetic clearing on me through my back and just my backside. And my right foot, right leg, lift off the ground and kind of swirling in circular motions, if you will. It feels like it's being tugged or pulled. And what's so crazy is that the right side represents your masculine side and the back of you represents your past either your past self or generations that have came before you and Lacelli began to do a clearing on me she's very she's very very tapped in guys I told you she's a shaman and I'm gonna insert here what she said so you guys can understand <laughs> what's going on here when, and I'll come back after she cleared this and said this my foot dropped dead and the song completely ended 
Talk about divine timing. I mean, we can't make this shit up here. And it's so powerful because a lot of times as we're, we're going through our life, we're so unconscious that we don't even realize, and there's so much that I don't even realize, I'm still on this journey, guys, that there is so much, it's not just your stuff that you're processing, it's a lot of generational things and traumas and habits and beliefs and ties that are carried through generations that you're here, you're here to heal. You're here to alleviate. You're here to alchemize and transmute and walk into the power. So healing is not just about you. It's about your lineage. It's about your ancestors. It's also about the collective energy and to raise the vibration of this entire planet. That's what we're here to do. As we're going through our journey we begin to sing and I was rapping. <laughs> so funny. I feel like I always say I wanted to be a rapper, but I'm not that good of a rapper. I'm not that good of a singer. I'm not bad at either one, but I would not call myself an expert by a long shot. And because she kept trying to get me to sing and use my voice, my throat chakra, open it up. That's just one of the best ways to open up your throat chakra and heal that. I was beginning to rap in light language. I think that I'll try to drop it in here if I can if I can hear it, but it's so funny because light language, my light language changes so much. It can sound very tribal and very aggressive and strong or it can sound very light and la la ooh ee. Like I think when I was rapping in, in light language it started it sounded something like asa 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 ooh ee. I'm not even doing it justice cuz I'm trying to regurgitate and I, you had to be there. I was also singing. She asked me if there was a song that came to my head. And the first song that I thought about was, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are great. And this song reminds me of my mom because as I was growing up, this was our favorite song together. We used to sing this all the time and I'm singing it as loudly as I can sing it and I'm just thinking about my mom. I miss her so much. She lives in South Carolina so I only see her a few times a year but I'm trying to change that. Anyways, and I'm just ugh, feeling so connected to her. Every time I do mushrooms, I feel so connected to my mom and I'm just like, ugh, I need her to be here with me. And what was so crazy is that the next day she called me on the phone and said, Bianca, I really wanna do a mushroom ceremony with you. I was like, of course you fuck. Of course you do. Of course you do. Talk about divine timing. But your voice is just so healing. The vibration it carries throughout your body create the molecular and cellular makeup. And it's so powerful. If you look at cymatics, C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S, it is the visual representation of what sound looks like in water. And that's why if you do like sound bowls, you can look at it and it creates this beautiful sacred geom geometric structure. Same thing with your voice, same thing with light language. I mean, and you can see the difference between, you know, something that's very harmonious and healing versus something that's distress dis and disharmony. The, or the visual representation of the water looks completely different. So our words are just so powerful. We just don't even realize because it's literally creating what we are doing. 
like creating our entire bodies, if that makes sense. And yeah, um, another thing that happened was that my, she asked me a question. Okay, so let me backtrack. She asked me a question and she asked me if I had a dog that had passed away that was black and white. And I started to freak out a little bit because if you guys know, my dog is gray and white and has some black and also brown. And I was like, okay, you're not talking about my dog, right? And she said, no, it was a dog that may be from your childhood. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, it's Gizmo. I had a, a Japanese Shen named Gizmo and he actually passed away of cancer, but he was living in California with my dad while I was living in South Carolina with my mom. So I never got to really say goodbye to him. And oftentimes pets come through as just like a kind of like a, in a way of like a spiritual guy kind of letting them know that they're with us they're here sometimes they are relaying messages and feelings and sometimes it could be there to just convey comfort and reassurance that you're on the right path or whatever it may be personally i've never experienced an, an animal come through in any of my ceremonies so this is the first for me but super cool and another thing that happened was she played on this beautiful song. I don't know if you guys have seen a recent one of my Instagram posts, but it was one of the most beautiful songs that I've ever heard. And it's still on repeat to this day. Typically what happens after my mushroom ceremonies, I, there's one song that really just stands out and I just play it over and over and over every single day until I'm absolutely sick of it. Prepare to be sick of me. Um... And so anyways, I was just this beautiful song. I was, I closed my eyes and I was just embracing myself, honoring myself, loving myself. And I was seeing every single version of me from childhood to now to the highest version of myself. And I was just like really singing and getting into it. I was like, yes, I love you. You are that bitch, that queen, that goddess you are here and i like i just had such a profound moment and it was so powerful and one thing that i realized or one thing that i've learned along the way is that neuroscience actually shows that the only way that we can uh, the only way that we can create change is the way that we feel so really feeling about it and becoming aware of our inner experience and learning to befriend what is going on side going on inside of ourselves. So what I mean by that is that is how we become an alignment of our highest self. We feel it. It has to be a feeling state first before we can achieve it. There's so much more that I want to share, but those were the biggest time um, things that actually happened during the ceremony. And once I got home, I started, I'm still kind of filling the shrooms a little bit, to be honest. I started to realize that everything is a mirror. This is something that I already knew, but it kind of just punched me in the face. And what happened was I looked at my dog. She's scratching. She's been kind of scratching on and off for a couple months and I've been putting it off. And I started to realize, Bianca, this is a direct correlation. Everything in your life is a direct reflection of you. Your dog has been scratching for a couple of months and you have gut health problems that you still haven't resolved. I've been, it's a work in progress for like two years now. And I started to realize that, wow, I'm putting it off on her and on me. It was just this complete mindset 
shift that I had. And another aspect of that was I saw, I had some fruit in my kitchen and I saw that some of them were rotting. And what I realized is that I have, I had this beautiful fruit in my kitchen and it was rotting and I had so much, it had so much juice, so much flavor, so much potential, but I allowed it to rot. So then I asked myself, Bianca, what potential are you allowing yourself to rot within you that you're not utilizing and sharing with the world? One thing that I've also realized is that one of the graces, excuse me, one of the greatest sources of our suffering are the lies that we tell ourselves. And what I mean that is you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. You're not smart enough. You know, all these subconscious programs that are running that are dictating our freaking reality that we're not addressing. I've always been the type of person that's like, I'm that bitch. I don't care if you're confident, knows where I'm going. But once I had that spirit, not spiritual, what well, was spiritual awakening, but once I had that moment in my life where I didn't know where I was going or doing, I had two years of this program begin to run. I now then didn't trust myself to take action action because I didn't know where I was going. So something that I've had to overcome is rewiring my brain, my actions, and every part of my being to align with this version of myself. And it takes time for the body to catch up. It takes time for your mind to catch up with that version of yourself that you're seeing in your head. It's just a work in progress. And yeah, so those are some of the, my biggest takeaways from my journey. I mean, this only happened two weeks ago, so I believe that there will probably still be more downloads, more integration that will take place from that because I feel like you can integrate a mushroom ceremony for a long time. But one thing that I will just know, and maybe I'll make another podcast on that, on this, is that it is so important whenever you're taking psychedelics to set the intention and to also integrate after. And after I did all of that, I came home and I just journaled. And a lot of times you, you'll get in, in, a, in a channeled flow to just write. Just allow yourself whatever my hand wants to do, just allow it to write. And sometimes when I do that, I write things that my brain's not even thinking about. It's completely channeled and it's so beautiful to be able to go back and look at it the next day or weekend or whatever and see what I was experiencing, what I was going through and correlating the dots. And so moving forward, the actions that I told myself that I was going to take is I have called the vet about Bali. Actually, I've switched her food and that seems to really have been helping her. I have been seeking help from a naturopath and somebody that really specializes in gut health because I feel like I know a lot of people that don't specifically specialize in it and I was getting a lot of different opinions and I just need to take one route. And there's some other things too, but I'm just going to leave you guys with that. And this is also not medical advice. I don't know if I incorporate that at any point, but I figured you guys probably already knew that. But yeah, ugh, such a beautiful experience. I love mushrooms. I definitely see myself working with them. I, I always said that I wanted to be a shaman of some sorts, and which we all kind of are because we're all in our healing era, right? But also too, I I saw something that said that you could become a psychedelic therapist, and that has been really calling to me. But I know that I need to sit or I feel at least that I need to sit with the medicine a little bit longer or a little bit more. 
I have definitely done my fair share of psychedelics. Well, I wouldn't say psychedelics, really just mushrooms. The first time I ever did it was 18 and that was a beautiful experience. Definitely wasn't intentional, but it was still freaking powerful because again, the mushrooms will show you exactly what you need to see in that moment. Same thing with breath work. Breath work will show you and allow your body to release what you need to release within that moment. And why these two modalities are so powerful is because it releases DMT from your brain, which is a molecule that you actually release when you die, but it, it, it helps you connect with the higher realms and your higher self. And it allows you to get out of the conscious mind and into the subconscious, which is your body, which is where we store all of our stored emotions, all of the experiences that we have not processed. And I have experienced just as many breakthroughs, if not more breakthroughs probably with breath work, but Mushrooms, I don't even want to compare them because they're just, they're, they're very different, but they do have a lot of similarities in a lot of ways. So if you're somebody that's looking to release stored emotions from your body and maybe you don't want to try psychedelics or you want to just do maybe breath work or something of that, you want to tap into the highest version of yourself. You want to release anger or you're grieving or sadness or just really getting wanting to get to know yourself on a deeper spiritual level you can connect with me on instagram and i have my calendly there for the link in bio i'm at the link in my bio for breath work and do quantum healing sessions with light language and all of the things so i look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and just continuing to be the highest version of yourself love you